0: Welcome to These Fucking Teenagers, the show where we, for the last time, subject the television show Skins... Uh, To a level of scrutiny it uh, it may deserve at its its better moments.
1: We will now finally decide whether or not it deserved all of the (laughs) scrutiny uh, to which we subjected it. That is a
0: depressing (laughs) way to live your life, right? You do all this work and then all of a sudden – and then at the end you're going to decide whether all the work was worthwhile or not.
1: Right. Well, that's that's how people watched Lost. Right? Isn't that the uh, the overwhelming consensus <laughs> is that Lost was a, was a was a six year waste of time or however however long it was on
0: yeah, however long it was. Um, I am Matthew Rather. With me is Ryan Sheely. And next week we return to Gossip Girl.
1: Thank. Praise Jesus. Praise whatever deity that you, that you praise. praise. Praise Chuck. <laughs> praise the immortal the mortal soul of Chuck Bass. Um, I got to say, I can't wait to just hop back across the pond. Like, like Cassie fleeing the, the death of her, of her roommate and all responsibility connected to that, uh, I can't wait to get back to New York City, to the Big Apple. Yes,
0: these streets will make you feel brand new.
1: Um, and then the
0: week after that we're back to uh we're back to glee
1: i know man we're in it to win it and now we um i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to get back getting back to our our mission statement what do you what do you think we're going to take back now that we're do you think we're going to after spending an intensive uh summer session studying (laughs) another in soap what do you think we're going to bring back uh, to our, our main, um, the main, the main object of our, of our inquiry here of I gossip. Think at this,
0: I, I think uh, the, the sex in Gossip Girl is going to be insufficiently graphic <laughs> <laughs> right? after after the, the fucking teenagers of uh, Britain's E4 channel. Right. I think the I think the Gossip Girl is going to be tame, uh, perhaps OMG, but uh, it won't really earn the F anymore in yeah. OMG.
1: You know, I watched several of the... um The most recent uh, episodes of Skins or the last the last few episodes of Skins, uh, on a on a train, on an Amtrak train from Boston to New York. And there's definitely a few minutes. And I think I, I don't think there's anyone sitting right beside me, but I think I was kind of uh, sitting in such a way that there's a few scenes that definitely made it look like I was watching porn of some kind yeah, on up the train. Um, and, and this wasn't while I was watching porn, it was just while I was watching uh, you know, I mean, I watch watch porn on the Amtrak all the time. Time. jk um <laughs> yeah okay, I don't know. Well, let's uh, let's let's launch into it yeah no, let's, the- let's let's prologue for an hour shall we
0: because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go we're going to it, as long as it takes we are going to go through uh, the last four episodes of skins so that we can start new um, so that we can start new next week with gossip girl we'll be back to gossip girl i'm i'm excited and i think that uh you know, this is a time that I think will be free for both of us next week. So if I can get it on the West Coast, we may be live tweeting the, uh, you know, the Gossip Girl.
1: Uh, Wait, is Gossip Girl on Tuesdays? This is, this is, this is Tuesday. Oh, is it, or is
0: it Monday or is it, you know what? God, I don't even know.
1: Gossip Girl's on Mondays and I don't know. We'll have to check. But Gossip Girl's a Monday show. There you go.
0: Uh, okay, that's wrong. Maybe Glee is the Tuesday show.
1: I think that's right, I think that's right.
0: Um, well, anyway, so we will be, uh, we'll be back to that. Anyway. Um, so uh, if you want to join the conversation, if you have something that you want to say about skins, um, the, uh, you know, if you have something that you want to say about skins, uh, to wrap it up,, you know, email TFTPodcast at overthinkingit.com, or call 20fat jog1. that's 2032856401, or you can text that number. Uh, also follow us on the Twitters at uh, TFT Podcast. All right, episode uh, episode seven, right? Effie. Um, the uh, the Effie episodes occupy a, a uh, an interesting place, don't they? Uh, because she seems to have certain privileges uh, that the other characters don't have. The the obvious one being the privilege to break the fourth wall.
1: Um. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And it's, it's interesting that. Effie isn't really present also for um, most of the season, right? It's like Effie uh, you know, in a sort of the sense of the narrative, she gets to kind of. Um, she doesn't put in her work in the other episodes. I mean, in some sense, I mean the actress uh, who plays Effie. But, uh, you know, most of the other characters are involved in this collective social endeavor, right? They're in these social circles. Um, and Effie really rarely pops up, right? Because she's, you know, the younger sister, um, not really that centrally involved. But then gets to show up once once per season um, and get 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 her own uh get her own episode and then um you know basically picks up the reins at the at, at the end of season two right and is the is the new tony um i mean i don't know I, what, I mean what role do you think Effie plays in this world like why why include Effie at all um i mean do you think that they kind of knew that they had a macro plan of um of, well, we're going to do the same uh, set of characters for two seasons then they finish their A-levels and then uh, Effie will will graduate up. Um, or is it you know, so is this, this kind of just like getting people used to seeing Effie as one of the central characters? Or is there something to be said here about the relationships between older and younger siblings? Or um, between you know, what what is what is the significance of this structural difference of this character, both in terms of the frequency at which she appears and her relationship to the viewer?
0: Well, right. I mean, she doesn't – yeah, it's a a question. The structural difference is that uh, uh, with respect to the frequency with which she appears is that she's not – you know she's not in the same category uh, as the uh, as the other characters. There
1: are, uh, she's at she's at a different school, right? Um, yeah, there, there she is
0: because the fictional you know Roundview Sixth Form College is just uh, uh, year what year twelve and year thirteen of school. Um, what what uh, uh, translates for us, I guess, as eleventh and twelfth grade. Though it is not, uh, though it is voluntary. Actually, you know, at eleventh and twelfth grade should be voluntary, but that's another argument for another day, um, right? Yeah. She, so she goes to a she goes to a different school, but ne- I mean, I guess next year she'll she'll go to the school. Look, a lot of the times these outsider characters are, uh, um, and I'm thinking now of like Donna in uh, the West Wing, um, are an excuse for uh, exposition, right? To explain the situation, but Effie does not work like that. She seems to be, in fact, a lot more of an insider than a lot of the uh, a lot of the other characters on the on the show, right? She, she's-
1: well, but Effie Effie one point is more like that, right? Like Effie one point the Effie centric episode in series one is really about her. It's like forcing Tony to start to realize that he cares about other people, right? Um, and 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 she's much more of a, a pawn in the gang rape alicious uh revenge scheme of Posh what's his face? Posh Kenneth. Right. Um whereas but I don't know that we I mean, I guess it's it's un, Do you think that there's been a transformation in the character of Effie, or this is just? I mean, you definitely see an aspect that she's. You know, even from uh, episode one of, of of series one, you see that she's obviously capable of living double lives, right? That you know, she has this all party all night. Um, you know. Uh, you know, probably quite drugged up. Probably quite sexually active lifestyle that is is kind of a secret of, um, from everybody else. It's funny. But, though, she
0: seems so. I mean, uh, you know, d- d- in her two version, she seems so alienated. You know, from from her own aims. And uh, right, it's it's funny. Like, what does she want in in that uh, in that second episode? It, it seems like she 's still a pawn, except that um she 's a caretaking pawn now right <laughs> that is to say she 's not uh, she 's not pursuing any course uh, kind of that she sets other than I guess to sell some drugs uh, at the the club that night she's she 's just sort of managing the pathologies of other people whether it 's the the kind of mental illness or depression of her mother or or tony 's um, uh you know reread nature
1: um i mean i wonder if this is just i mean you know in in the end in the end of the episode she kind of gives a justification of this is it's you know it gets back to what we were discussing with uh you know tony 1.0 right pre 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 re tony um (laughs) right uh which is is The kind of manipulator as as social artist, right? So he's, um, you know, that she even says, you know, her art project on emotion is all is is uh, it's it's a a performance piece, right? It's a conceptual piece, Um, and that. So I don't know if this is just that. In fact. That and is exactly why she's acting right. It's it's has to do with you know it's it's a it's, it's the next level of Tony's you know boredom you know being too smart and uh, and underutilized for his own good. Um, you know that that in fact you know there's these you know society's producing these bright capable uh, creative kids with no no outlet for their their talents right and in fact they're they're too smart to really enjoy taking drugs too smart to actually enjoy boning um but they have uh in their lives a variety of people who enjoy those things for what they are and so they can um at a meta level operate on on these desires um to do things that are interesting to them Right. That's how it seems to be working. Um, And that
0: actually that accounts for, I think, why Effie can sort of break the the fourth wall and kind of deal with the audience as an audience. Right. That that she seems to be operating on life as a narrative in a way that the other the other characters aren't.
1: What are the examples of that that you had in mind? I mean, I I, I think of a few, but what are the uh, what are the really salient ones?
0: You mean of her breaking the fourth wall? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the one at the end where she um, uh, she smiles. At, there's one at the end of the the second series where she kind yeah. of smirks at the camera. There's one at the end of her episode in the second act. Uh, uh, sorry, in the second series. Um, I think it's again at the end where she's, she's, I think, reading and then she looks out at the camera. Uh, I think that's how it ends, right? And then um, the other one I'm thinking of is though she barely says anything for her episode in the uh uh in the first series at the end she um gives a monologue uh that is about mm. Oh, god now i i forget it she looks out and she gives a monologue that's about sort of disaffection and ennui right
1: right well it's about yeah what is uh, i feel like that's worth revisiting um but we we have clearly not done our homework um but yeah, you, know, I, you would never show
0: up to lecture your class without uh having prepared, would
1: you? Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> that 's there's there's only so many things I can prepare for in a given week um and as a result you know uh you know as a result of the hours that I put into preparing lectures that 's exactly why i don't you know review my tape uh, uh hours and hours at a time that 's why we need a research assistant um, <laughs> yeah absolutely we're taking applications um,
0: um except you have to put up with abuse. Ryan and I are both like the uh the ugly professor at um at the university that tony visits so we uh we also
1: we we also show up in your nightmares as a scarred uh, (laughs) horrifically scarred figures um yeah well so you know i I just want to think about this there's something else i mean i'm I'm wondering if there's a connection between this you know the the uncanny ability of effie to break the fourth wall and there's, there's, there's this interesting characteristic um that That we see in this episode of uh it's remarked by several characters that she just kind of shows up right um that people are doing something and she appears out of nowhere um and you know, finishes their thoughts um sure
0: and I, I don't know what kind what's... of it seems to know their thoughts or you know Sid says uh quick getting inside my head when when she's you know lecturing him about um uh about michelle
1: yeah i mean wh- I, I feel like I mean, well I think what's interesting is just the the ability to kind of show up in that way, right? People are absorbed in something and then all of a sudden Effie's there. Right? It has this you know, the the other kind of, you know, character in skins that actually does this is um is actually the made-up woman in Tony's brain, right? right. Like, um And, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that, you know, we, we obviously have no evidence that Effie is, like, the figment of everybody's imagination. But she, in some sense, she behaves that way, right? That the, um, the rules don't seem to apply to her, um, which is going to be interesting. I mean, I'm actually um, a little curious to see how uh, Series 3 and 4 play out, whether that... Um, you know, if if she is kind of the central character, um, and, and I think Pandora returns as well. Um, yeah, Pandora's
0: whether... return, and that, by the way, that was a moment of skins not at its best, right? Pandora is a little on the nose for her name, right?
1: Well, could you uh,
0: could you unpack that, please? Well, when she gets, it's a, you know, it's like Pandora's box, and when yeah. she kind of gets a little bit of drugs, then suddenly she's uh suddenly she's she 's sort of bouncing off the wall and like embarrassing Effie by dancing crazy in the club that they go to and and uh you know and and things like this you know to uh telling her mom that she 's staring at tony 's dick and um and and this stuff I mean skins definitely has aspects of the farcical you know has aspects of the kind of uh, uh, b- presentational and over the top, but Pandora takes that to a whole uh, to an extreme that um i don't know that that kind of I means she's out of uh she's out of a different universe. Pandora actually is uh, the outsider character who everything has to be explained to uh you know, and I guess she fills that role.
1: Right, um, so she's like, uh, what she's like in some sense's like the the Brittany Murphy character in clueless or something like yeah. that, sure, right, um yeah, but it's 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 just very odd, it's a very strong it's there's a few interesting things about or things about Pandora that aren't necessarily interesting but are just puzzling um of it it just it. i'm at a little bit of a loss to understand um really what pandora is bringing to the table at this point right like why why bring pandora in in this episode uh unless they're just kind of you know uh saving themselves some work for series three they've already decided they want to
0: load effie up with as much responsibility uh as she possibly can you know and, I see. You know, and that, like, uh, you know, she's, uh, Effie is kind of a parent to her own parent. She's kind of a, a parent to her brother. And now she sort of has to be a parent to this. Um, uh, she's kind of a parent to the bouncer with the novel, you know? Uh, yeah. She's, she's got, now got to be a parent to this girl. Um, and she's sort of, I mean, I think the idea that her art project is kind of blankness is, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of a void. Um, at the center of her, in, in the first series, she doesn't talk, and the uh, you know, or her just kind of showing up. She's she's sort of a void. She's she's a, kind of an available object for uh, projection of one's own aims onto.
1: Right. I think that that's I think that that's right. Um so has a, because of this I you know I, it's
0: funny I was typing in our our pre-show notes. It it seems like drugs um though I guess at the end it, with Jal's eulogy of uh, uh for Chris um you know jumping out of that balloon uh he um for Chris drugs are are like uh, his using drugs as a trope of like saying yes to experience, you know. Uh but it seems to be a um, it seems to be a metaphor, metaphorically uh, a a, um, a trope of the, of the characters' will to escape their circumstances, mm-hmm. right? A- and uh, I'm thinking of a scene in the Effie episode where Effie says to Tony, "You want some spliff?" and Tony says, "No, it makes me weird." Uh, I guess. You know, since the accident, it makes him weird and Effie, You know, gestures to their depressed mother, who's kind of incapacitated and you know taking Tony's pills and all this, uh, and says, "Weirder than this, you know." Um, but but for her, the the oblivion kind of seems to be the the oblivion of drugs. Kind of seems to be an end in itself, and and sex also. Though she's she's expert at using it to manipulate. Uh, the other characters it doesn 't register for her as as something that a person might wish to do for their own reasons because it 's pleasurable or because you know i don 't know uh, they want to
1: no, I think that that 's right that well I my mean, another way to view Effie is that I feel like everything. Uh, you know, she 's very put upon with everything that she 's asked to do right so it 's not even just that taking care of all these people uh are an obligation that keeps her from wanting to do the things she really wants to do, but like you know a pre- even like even the o- occupation with drugs uh or or sex is itself an o- it's like another thing that she just has to deal with right in the in the world um and I mean it's just it's interesting like the the thing she does at the party is and goes and and you know sells drugs and you know there's no indication that it's really for the cash. I mean that it's No, no it's... I mean
0: it's a, she doesn't really need the cash. I mean actually the point is made by uh uh Madame Deluca at the beginning that Effie is though um they're going to state though the Roundview is uh, Roundview is a state school, right? The the six formers are going to state school. Um Effie is in a private school, is in a English right. public American private school. Yeah. Um, that costs Madame Deluca says thirteen thousand pounds a year, which you know equates to what uh, twenty grand and change, yeah. roughly. Where? Yeah, and um, you know, so right, if, uh, uh, a family that can afford this—I mean, she's not hurting for for pocket money, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's I think that that's interesting. Um I think just I mean I suppose this is also the episode you know you you've mentioned re-re Tony at several points. But I think that even in this episode is where we're you know we're we're seeing I don't know, this is kind of Tony 3.0, right? That I mean, I think that they they take Tony through a you know a, um, a little bit of a dialectic right there's, there's thesis Tony which is the manipulative uh, distant um, uh, you know pre pre truck crash Tony there's Riri Tony uh, Tony 2.0 and then there's now there's new Tony who is like huh, I huh. think and I don't know what exactly constitutes um, new Tony I mean we see a little bit of this um, in the last
0: it, let's call it Tony's re-rebirth
1: <laughs> yes, let's talk about the re rebirth. Um and I think yeah, I don't know. I don't know what um I don't know exactly what it, it represents, but it's it's interesting. Like in some sense in some sense, um he's still kind of I mean the thing that he's lacking, right? So that um it, you know in this episode, he kind of has his self uh his sense of self back um and is you know functionally you know, in terms of his motor skills and his cognitive skills um you know more or less back to normal, but he's actually lost his ability to manipulate right and and you know in some ways manipulation um and i think this gets back to what we were saying about Effie is about thinking about several layers of intentionality right and there are several levels of common knowledge of like you know i know what you you are going to think um you, i know i know what you know and you know that i know that you know and so on and so on and so on right and so that tony is just continuing to call michelle over and over again um and that he's kind of lost his his ability to um, engage in this kind of forward thinking, um, you know, basically mapping out the extended form game tree, right? The game theorizing, sure. the, uh, the the complicated situation. Yeah, he's
0: not thinking two or three moves down the um, uh, down the road. Uh, the character in television that that does that is kind of the expert at doing that is Vic Mackey from The Shield, right? Where he's uh, he's sort of um, he he's always kind of three steps ahead of everybody else. Uh, at least he's presented that way at first. When you know when the show uh, when the show came on, I I don't know why I bring that up. No reason. Probably just a pointless reference.
1: Uh, I've I, uh, well, there there's probably very few teenagers on the shield.
0: No, yeah, except they're all they're all like are
1: they like being trafficked or they're like all
0: being, they're all being trafficked or they're all like sex slaves or something like that, you know.
1: Nice. I mean, so is there anything else to say on Effie? Um, because it's really, I mean, Effie in this case. Uh, what I mean, I felt this Effie was. I don't know if exactly a a palate cleanser, but it's definitely a pause from the main. Right. So no. So right. So we have we have Tony. Right. Tony fucks himself and gets a back tattoo, um, and then yeah, in, and, the, and then I mean, you know, in terms of the the, the end game of the series um yeah no it, it is it's a
0: pause it's a breath before plunging in for the the final uh kind of sweep of three episodes you know
1: right if i really wanted to be grumpy it's like oh they realize that there's a few more places that they need to be to sort of set up the the denouement right um and and so they they kind of use Effie to put that into place. I mean, in some sense, right? It's what Tony does with the Bouncer's novel, right? He looks at it and says, no, 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 you have to move this scene up. Um yeah, sure. you move this around, and that will make the climax work, right? And so that, you know, Effie um, is this, uh, you know, sort of meta-narrative um, agent that allows them to, to kind of fix the um, – the sequencing and set up the the dominoes for uh for the end game of this season, right? For, uh, yeah, for
0: abortion and brain aneurysm.
1: Right, right, right. For the uh for the joke about the Natoshis. Um <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs>
0: so uh yeah you know why we don't um you know why we allow spoilers in fact we encourage them on this show? It's because of something Cassie says to Jal. She says secrets hurt Jal <laughs> Uh, and she says it in the the JAL episode. I guess we should. I guess we should push on to that. Um, you know, I, I the WWJD um, uh, bracelet on the arm of the nurse reminded me that religion is not really a force for any of these characters, except for Anwar, and even then, it's presented more as an obstacle to getting laid, uh, or as an obstacle to his friend, rather than being, you know, a. a um, uh, a system of beliefs that that gives his life a deeper meaning, right?
1: Right. No, there. I mean, we don't see at least, certainly in the central characters any really any religious characters, right? E- either parents or um, or or the characters themselves.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, religion, I think, kind of stands in for for generalized social guilt. And, the, you know, when, when Jal is, is talking about the abortion and then, uh, you know, uh, we, d- you know, reverse shot to reveal that there is a bunch of old people and like a vicar, you know, standing uh, next to her at the bus stop who we hear her... Practicing her speech to Chris about the abortion, like, this is just, this is, you know, what, this is a a picture of a society that is generally disapproving, and and religion is part of that, though it seems to have no special status uh, with respect to um, access to the truth or to, you know, to the, what, ultimate meaning of things.
1: I mean, but the, the one of the places that we do see religion, um, is, is with respect to, I mean, especially actually throughout this season is with respect to death, right? That, you know, religion and religious ceremony, and we'll talk about this in the fi- finale episode a little bit, is your kind of ticket out, right? Um, in, in, in a certain, in a sense. Um, and you see this even, the season's book ended with this, you know, with Chris's funeral. Um, but if you remember the very first episode, right there, they do a little bit of a fake out, right? So that you see, um, you know, the one of the last things that happens before the musical number at the end of series one is that Tony gets hit by the the truck. Um, and then see uh, series two episodes with what looks like, uh, with organ strains in the inside of a church. Right. And, uh, you yeah. think, you know, you're, you're led to believe that, um, You know, Tony, like Chuck Bass, is dead uh, at the end of season, uh, end of season cliffhanger, Um, and it turns out to be the setting for, um, you know, Maxie's dance routine, right? His his totally irreverent take on how the human spirit uh, can break the bonds and strictures of organized religion, or something like that.
0: (laughs) Blah 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 blah, rebellion blah.
1: I, I think we may have talked about this back then, but like. I don't know. I mean, I don't know uh, a lot about contemporary dance, but Maxie's dancing does not appear to me to be particularly good. The
0: tap (laughs) dancing. There was some tap dancing at the beginning of the first series. uh, Yeah, that that was pretty all right. But yeah, no, that uh, that that routine was not. uh, I don't know. These these fucking teenagers, who knows how they dance, you know?
1: That's, uh, that's, that's, very true. Um, we should actually talk about dancing, right? But, um, let's, let's bracket dancing, uh, for when we talk about the, uh, the Cassie episode. episode yeah. Uh, that's it, it. It's a very, yeah, let's, 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 let's get to that, uh, sooner rather than later.
0: Dancing, um, you don't, you don't even have to use a, um, you don't even have to use a knife. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, so so what is there what is there uh in in Jal? I mean well,
0: I want to I want say this. I think the girl who plays Jal is one of the better actors of the show. You know, and she gets she gets a lot of melodramatic shit. Uh and by and large pulls it off. Uh, a lot of it, I don't know, a lot of it I roll my eyes at. I think it's uh, not super well written, but um uh, because it's inconsistent in tone, you know. Are we going to be uh, look? Is this going to be a kind of a, a cynical blase show, or is this going to be a melodrama? You know, and and th- they seem to want to straddle that uh, uh, straddle that divide. But I think that she, uh, you know, does admirably with it. Whereas some of the other. Um, whereas some of the other actors, like uh, well, some of the other characters, I should say, get less interesting. Jal, Jal I think remains interesting uh, throughout the whole the whole thing. Yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, do you think that that's just because the you know, choices that she has to, in, to make are are more interesting. Or do you think, that, like, how does that interact with the the performance? Right. No, I think um, that
0: the, the the will I or won't I abortion question is actually not all that well written. It's not, you know what I mean. It's not examined. It's more gestured at as a hard uh, decision than it is really dramatized as a as a uh, uh, as a hard decision. It's it it remains on the surface. I think.
1: I think that there 's something something that 's interesting in the performance of the character of Jal. is that there's you know Joo is a character that requires um, you know a second order performance right um, and so actually something that I think that the character does well is actually perform the character performing by playing the the clarinet right so the the audition scene yeah um, in which Jal is kind of you know expressing both her, you know, contempt for the uh for the condescension of, of the process, um and, and you know, the situation, right? That I think that um the the you know expression of the uh of, of what's what's expressed in that is I mean again it's a little over the top of oh I'm pouring my emotion uh into my performance. But I mean I feel like something about that, um and I don't know why, something about that for me um read as a more effective communication of sort of of second order you know artistic expression than Maxie's dancing which like is something I could probably do in my living room Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you are uh, you are adept at cutting a rug sir
1: well, I guess that's true. I, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm um selling my my innate dance skill uh, a, l- a yeah, little you, short. You could not not
0: uh, not everyone could. I mean, there's an interesting relationship to virtuosity. I think that it's um I think that it's always fascinating to watch someone who is excellent uh at their job do their work and be absorbed in it. You know, not um not someone like, I don't know, cutting lumber to the same size who really would rather not be there, but someone who is really absorbed in, in what, um, uh, what's that guy's name? Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, the, the University of Chicago psychologist calls it a flow state mm, uh, mm-hmm. in the book, in the book flow, uh, the psychology of optimal experience. And, um you know i i think that's fascinating to watch and i don't think she's actually i don't think the actress is actually playing the clarinet it's too they would be less coy with the uh they would be less coy with the camera movements um right when she's playing but uh but she does uh, she does pull off the playing well and and there's a sense that like someone who's good at doing something um uh You know can do that thing You can like uh if you're a virtuoso You can kind of drop into that No matter whether you're having a shitty day Or not you know and I think uh, That's I think that's an aspect of what you're talking About about the successful Second order performance Um that Jal's character Uh does Well
1: right so there's like almost you know A flow state in portraying The flow state right Um and, but, I think I don't know on one hand, Joo dr- drops into that, but it's on another hand the the character of Joo is always in a kind of um you know she always has her game face on in a certain way, right um I mean this is the you know the the sort of way that the character of jowl is is um sort of read by the you know is is portrayed by by her peers is like you know. What is it? Is that um, you know that virtuosity is is, is um, kind of conflated with or combined with perfectionism, right? That that in fact she always has her game face on, right? And so this is why this is why she end, uh, ended up getting pregnant, right? Is because um, she had to prove that she's not just um, some some tight ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, she'll say yes to everything.
1: Right. She'll say yes to everything just to prove a point. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting, um, psychology. I don't know. Um, other thoughts?
0: Yeah. Um, the, the, um, the, I think all the Spanish talk, Michelle Spanish talk, I mean, I'm just kind of running through my notes now. I, I, I think we want to kind of wrap this up, right? Like, um, uh, the Spanish talk is a trope of her isolation, the isolation of the, the pregnancy, um, you know, like uh, when she says uh, that she is uh and Michelle doesn't know what that means. It, metaphorically, what's happening is is uh, you know she's having an experience that her friends can't help her with, and the, you know, and the the. Um, uh, the, and Michelle's response is to what, take her to that casino? Or is that is that... Uh,
1: uh, Cassie takes Cassie her to the takes casino. Her,
0: Ca- Cassie takes her to the casino. Right. Uh, sorry. Uh, right. Because Cassie's response, that response is inadequate in its own way. I mean, Cassie is right, I suppose, that it would have been better had she not kept it a secret from Chris. But um, Cassie's response is inadequate to the, you know, sort of psychological... Uh, uh, pressure of being a teenage baby mama, I guess. Um, and For- uh, you know, the idea that, um, uh, the idea of the casino, I mean, the idea of like life is kind of a, a game of chance or, or, a, you know, a wheel of fortune. Um, the idea of fortune kind of it, it encodes within it, the idea that our decisions are essentially meaningless. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Which is a misunderstanding of uh, oh, right because it 's all it 's kind of all down to chance anyway, uh, and that 's a misunderstanding of of the very serious decision that Jal is is um, is facing, so she 's not i mean no one uh, sort of no one sort of gets her um, ironically, you think that Chris, who just kind of plays everything as it lays uh, would would be the perfect partner for her in her situation because like uh he would he would sort of deal with the reality of the situation and not i don't know not worry too much about um uh about himself
1: well right but i think that there is an issue that is I mean, there's there's a the question of you know if this guy right like a certain amount of worry is actually a um, attractive trait in a um, in a mate right <laughs> a a certain amount of concern for the health and well being of the of the child for instance um, and and the ability to actually exhibit worry um, you know it seems to be something that's selected for right um, evolutionarily um, and so the, I, I feel like you have that going on right that. Um, that you know, on one hand, that, yeah, yeah. That- you
0: and your evolutionary psychology <laughs> wasn't wasn't one of your colleagues, you know, sent packing for falsifying data or something like that.
1: I believe so. I at first uh-huh. you say, uh, one of your colleagues um, uh, at Evolutionary Psychology, I thought you were talking about the former president of my university who talks about how men's brains and women's brains are different.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, I meant more recently. Wasn't there an evolutionary psychologist who got who got in trouble for uh, uh, for some – either an experimental technique that turns out to be shady or – or for falsifying data in some way? I don't
1: know. I actually I actually hadn't seen that. I you know I was I was busy watching skins. <laughs> yeah,
0: times probably better spent. <laughs>
1: um yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like these are these are th- th- what's what's going on in these episodes. I mean, maybe it's cuz we we chunked them together, but um I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that in um you know the other thing that's going on in this run of episodes, maybe we can segue this into the cassie episode um is 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 the weirdness the overwhelming weirdness of cassie
0: yeah uh, that's, that's I, I was watching uh, that one episode with my girlfriend who got sick of skin somewhere in the first ser- series and so hasn't been watching them with me uh, and in in the last scene when uh jal comes in and chris is in the hospital cassie's waiting to tell her and to take her to the hospital you know she's sitting there on top of the table right in a pool of light and she says you know, oh, you home or something similarly weird. Uh, my girlfriend jumped and said, "Ah, she's so weird. I can't, I can't stand her." You know, like what the what the hell is going on? And also, they seem to be independently wealthy. Where does all their money come from to um, uh, to have that that apartment, which is much nicer than the crappy one they had before?
1: Isn't it just selling drugs?
0: Oh yeah. Oh right. Of course, because Cassie's selling drugs.
1: Even, every, every, uh, when she discovers <laughs> during this the is thing the, when she
0: discovers the power of the pussy,
1: right? Um, so, right, and because, like, well, and and Cassie is selling drugs to, to other people, right? She's at least, uh, like a mid level supplier, right? Um, because she's selling drugs to Effie, who's selling drugs, um, right? So that they're, they're somehow midway up the value chain, um, and you know, yeah. I imagine you know chris i mean we we don't we, we yeah we don't know if chris has a job right a- after he lost his real estate job no but
0: um, he i mean it has been established that he can you know function in the square world now
1: right whereas um, right we we see in the chris episode we see cassie at the employment center but that's only as a as a plot device so that she can kind of start to wreak havoc um uh, and, and, and be, play, play Joker, right? Play, uh, Legarian Joker. Yeah,
0: though, now she, she is less that in these last couple of episodes than a kind of moral, uh, you know, she does a kind of moral harping on, on Jal for not telling Chris and Chris for not telling Jal and, you know, secrets hurt.
1: But, I mean, you can read that, you can read oh, wow. that as... You read that as being consistent, right? That even in her her episode, in the Cassie episode, right? What did she say? Like, what's wrong with me? I just hate everybody or something. Yeah. Uh, Something like that, right? So that in some ways, right, you know, that – you know there's like a moral maxim right of keep secrets right um but there's like other kind of overriding maxims like except for when something really bad could be averted right, and so that's like she's following like the letter of the role about secrets um and not the spirit of it um yeah. it's uh, that that there's like it's it's it really you know the way that she's she's i i mean i i feel that it's uh, yeah, I, I feel that there is still is a little bit of this destructive uh impulse that's going on that, that it really is you know, she would just once um you know, that like how is it not her place to, to go ahead and tell Jal and and tell Chris, right? right. Um that in fact it's like you know, yeah, I guess it's, you know, being a gossip and wanting to sort of solve everything and, and get everybody together is a very teenage thing. So in a sense, the, you know, the, the way that they, they play Cassie is, you know, against type as as a teenager, right? That she's, you know, withholding information, you know, just because. Um, I mean, it's, it's an interesting comparison to what we were talking about earlier with Effie, right? That um that there is there's definitely a, a bit of manipulation going on um with with Cassie but it seems to be towards i don't know different aims i don't know if it's that there's less intentionality or or what the exact um Relationship is, But you, you see a similar bit of – again, it's not exactly alienation. I guess it's this post-heartbreak syndrome, right, that Cassie describes to Chris uh, several episodes back.
0: That, uh, that it grabs hold of you and you can't really r- remember feeling another way.
1: Yeah. I mean I still think that that's the uh, overwhelming paradigm for, for understanding Cassie. Um, I mean here's the thing about Cassie. Why did Cassie go to Scotland? Um, in the first place, I think her parents
0: moved there, right? But then, why that, can she? Why can she move back now?
1: Yeah, that's the other like thing that's like very puzzling to me. Is that um, it's also know, they, if
0: that's if that's the case, then why can Sid? What right has Sid to be angry that you know that she wasn't there for him? I understand that it kind of uh, that it feels bad when your friend, you know, or your girlfriend or something can't be with you when you know your dad dies. Um, right. Uh, but, um, you know, at the same time, it wasn't Cassie's fault. Like she was there for her family and we're, we're sort of in gossip girl territory where, uh, where the plot relies on everyone, uh, taking everyone else's actions in the least charitable light.
1: Well, right, and there being incomplete information, right? That, um, right? Uh, that there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that,
0: like, oh, had she had another half second to get the explanation out, it would have, it would have all been all right. But you know, she didn't have that, so there you go. So you know, the, uh, done.
1: So, what do you what do you make of Cassie's relationship with Chris, um, as it's depicted in in that episode?
0: Yeah, she's. I mean, she's kind of a. uh a weird kind of caretaker isn't she that she's um uh you know apparently providing the the roof over his head um, th- they seem to be the the two who are kind of most untethered from the school system right
1: i guess so but um but Cassie's still they are and they aren't right so we don't see Cassie in school but then she, in, you know, and she's not really and showing up to the mandatory in class um, revision. Um, but I think it's interesting, right? Is that, you know, Cassie's the only person who's taking her A level in philosophy, right? The rest
0: um some of them are, are what, psychology and Spanish and, and things like this.
1: Right. And so the, on one hand, she's, I mean, so she's uh, untethered, right? And what? And her exam question is, is it, ever, is it possible to truly enjoy power? Yeah,
0: that's the essay prompt that she gets. Yeah.
1: Um I mean on the nose or interesting <laughs> which 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 is it
0: <laughs> well it's it's both like the um uh you know this I mean skins in a way has been a a lab for for that with with Tony's manipulations or Effie's manipulations um I was actually thinking I was thinking of Effie and Tony with the they both have a scheme that involve uh, you know, taking pictures of sexual activity and showing it to someone in order to kind of motivate uh, in order to motivate that person to to act in a way that is, you know, in their inter- in someone else's interest.
1: Well, what's interesting, right, is that um, what that, that they're kind of opposite. Right. So that the photos for. um the the Michelle photos or the you know the, the posh kid photos um, that Tony sends to Michelle are meant to get her to break up with somebody, um, and the photos that are shown to Sid are meant to get him to get back together with with Cassie, right?
0: Right, yeah. One uh, you know one uh, hinging on kind of uh, revulsion having to do with the incest taboo, and another hinging on jealousy, I guess
1: yeah it's unclear of, uh, you
0: know cassie boning a 15 year old
1: yeah is it jealousy or is it i mean because he does bring up you know like boning 15 year olds as if there is also a taboo that's being broken there right
0: yeah uh well it's the taboo that gets chuck killed <laughs> you know, which uh, chuck bass killed you know what i mean like yeah it's because he uh,
1: uh buying buying newports oh wait that's omar sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry all these deaths that we have to spoil are yeah, very to, confusing to me
0: um so Ca- cassie going to new york or should we talk about her her exam with the uh, fantastic silence uh poster on the wall i thought of hamlet i thought of uh you know the rest is silence when she walked out of um uh when she walked out of the the exam hall uh, apparently that, uh, that teacher, you know, I don't know, cuts herself or does, uh, uh, or, uh, is anorexic or was anorexic or something, well, something like that.
1: And that's, I think that's the other interesting thing that, you know, we were, you you use this as an opportunity, right? This question about power to, um, say some of the interesting things that go on, have gone on in, in skins, right? That there are interesting, um, Lessons and exercises in the forms of um, social power and the relationship to to order right order of a certain kind and so in that way it's a very interesting um, uh, point of comparison with both uh, gossip girl and glee as we discussed very early on in the in the summer um, I think that that's um, I, I think that we we still see evidence that, that there that sort of what that the conception of of power of social power is very still bound up with a kind of um psycho- psychological determinism right um because the you know Cassie's saying that out loud um it then gets you know the the conversation is then about anorexia about eating disorders um and uh and and about inflicting harm on one'self as a form of power over others right um and and that you know there is and you see this a little bit um. You know a relationship between power over oneself and power over others um, throughout this this season. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, oh. no joke. I mean, I think that the the literature about anorexia, a lot of it has to do with girls who feel like they're. I mean, almost almost always girls who who feel like they don't have any control over their own lives, and this mm-hmm. one thing you know they can they can control. Um, and it's a, it's a sort of it's a kind of uh maladaptive but um but uh you know uh, uh available only available way to uh to kind of exercise any agency
1: right and and we see this again and, and uh, that a lot of this agency is is exercised in the interface between you know the the inner world and the outer world right again i think the um the tony episode uh where he fucks himself um and gets a <laughs> and gets it back so uh, and gets it back get, 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 yeah gets his his his, his, his mamp stamp um, <laughs> <laughs> or something um is, is an instance of this i think that um the sketch episode from this season uh, is an instance of this, right? Of her willing, you know, sort of herself to be a boy, um, and and you know, both like the control over her physical nature, over her her mother's sort of physical condition, and her sort of surveillance control over um, over Maxie. Um, are all closely related uh, in a sense also right so this you know relationship between inner game and outer game um, sure. and it 's and and it 's interesting because it 's an interface um between um you know the a lens of of social power and influence, which is you know the primary lens that we 've used for gossip girl and and the lens of um you know of behavioral economics or of um kind of uh, Irrational or extra rational models of human yeah, beings. The,
0: the, right, the collision between the collision between individual psychology and decision making.
1: Right, um, but I think what's interesting is that this is it still operates on skins, I think to its fault operates on a relatively simplistic view of psychological, um, of, of psychological relationship between um, things that happen in the mind and. And and outcomes, right? Or uh, uh, sure, and, sure. I, it's a,
0: a, I mean, you were right to call it determin, determinism before, because you know the idea is: well, you put in these, you put in these um, uh, inputs, and you get certain outputs, right? Like uh, you put in in different parenting, and you get certain outputs, or you put in, you know, a, the failure of right. a society to really kind of address the the needs of its um, uh, uh, the young generation in the form of education. Uh, and you get certain outputs. And, um, you know, or you put in like an absent parent in the case of Chris or in the case of Jal. Uh, and, you know, right. and, and certain things uh, flow naturally from that, where, you know, whereas like, uh, you know, really human character is sort of a deep mystery, which is why we can have art, you know?
1: Right, right. No, the I th- think you know,
0: the, the idea. Um I mean, all you can do is
1: dance, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. And there, and what better place to dance than New York City?
0: Well, um, so yeah, let's talk about New York City. I mean, the the guy that she meets, his name is Adam. He leaves her an apple, you know? Um, this is a, uh, uh, right, this is a kind of Adam and Eve, you know, uh, sort of rebirth. Can you start your life over? And it, it strikes me that one of the... the um, the overarching thematic concerns of these last couple episodes is the, the kind of the, uh, um, the interplay of endings and beginnings. Uh, sure. Uh, one of the things that Sketch says to uh, um, uh, uh, Anwar, right, is uh, let's begin our new life now before An- Anwar, disgusted by this, runs off to London with Maxine as his, his gay boyfriend. Um, the gay boyfriend i suppose is redundant maxie and his boyfriend uh the um with gay maxie and his gay boyfriend on the gay bus to gay london um you know well she's like look we're going to live here in this uh you know in this sort of second tier um city right uh, no, no disrespect to Bristol. I've I've been there and I had a great time. But uh, you know what I mean. It's not one of the big cosmopolitan centers. We're gonna live here. We're gonna go to the, our life is gonna be. We're gonna go to the cinema. We're gonna go for walks. You know. We're gonna spend nights uh, together and things like this. She says, "Let's start our new life now." So the you know the idea of the the sort of the death of old life and the um the beginning of new life. I suppose this is why someone has to die. Uh, I was I was wondering whether there's a larger kind of thematic meaning to Chris's death. I I don't
1: know, but um, well right, and, and, and well, it's it's interesting because um, you also can imagine that it's. I mean, I guess that you know, there, there's a it's 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 worth noting that it's sort of the life of the party has died, right? Um, so that it's a it's also it's it's. I think it makes sense that Chris is the one who dies, and um, that it's a um, you know represents the move to a certain form of, of adulthood, even though this adulthood is, is college, um, at least in this context, it seems that this you know the, the level of the schooling that they're at you know is almost um, I mean, it's either it's, 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 it has a similar dimension to the types of social experimentation um, that go on in in the first years of college uh, in the u s right
0: Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's funny, they would say university, right they would they right. would, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. would have called this college the six right room. um.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, right. So, I, I, so what I'm saying is and it's that, funny, that, I mean,
0: they're, they're living at home, but they seem to operate autonomously, you know, as adults like they. you know, I, I would have gotten, uh, I would have gotten murdered uh, had I, you know, spent the night out at girls' houses and things like this when I was a junior and senior in, in, uh, in high school, you know?
1: no i think that that's i think that's right um and at least the depiction that we see of university i mean again it's kind of filtered through the you know is it a dream is it not um you know mind of uh riri tony um but uh you know it's it's yeah, you know, university does not seem to be particularly like the fun awesome world of of animal house that it is here right that it, yeah. you know in contrast to the or, or the fun awesome world of, of high school right that um you know that high school in this depiction is is a, a land of relatively kind of you know sophisticated sexual and um and, and, and uh, experimentation and experimentation with, with drugs uh, that we, we traditionally associate with, with university, that we, right? That,
0: that we Americans do.
1: That we Americans do, well, yeah. This is
0: maybe Cassie doesn't want to give up the experimentation, and that's why she has to run away to America. I mean, I was wondering about the relationship between England and America uh, as it plays out here. I mean, what is the meaning of uh, – compared with England, because we've never – uh, oh, I guess in the first, the, the first series we went to Russia, you know, and we talked about that in terms of, um, uh, in terms of Tony and manipulation and kind of satellite states and, and, uh, you know, um, Soviet, Soviet Russia, you know, uh, pre, pre-perestroika Russia. And, um, and like, I, I, I wonder if there's, if the dichotomy is as simple as kind of old Europe, new America, uh, you know, land of, land of possibility Um that that Cassie that Cassie runs away to and also also a land where um you're you're kind of not bound by tradition right like the the idea that you're able to remake yourself in an image of your choosing is something that attaches i think to the mythology of America at least as compared with England uh, and that you know as far as literature is concerned that's that's been true since there has been in America it certainly henry james there's a lot of that in uh in henry james and and um like you know new kind of fresh pure america and kind of old decrepit tradition bound uh tradition bound europe
1: yeah i think it's interesting though because um i mean i I don't need to again break it into an episode on a on a, a map of new york city um but it's It's, like, they could have really done a lot. Uh, They could have, like, saved themselves the uh, production costs of, uh, you know, taking a camera crew over to New York City Um, and just, you know, I mean, constructed a, you know, I'm I'm kind of reminded of the inverse of... um, we Britain from season three of uh, Arrested Development. So just you know, constructed a We New York or like the equivalent of the uh, New York, New York Casino um, on on a soundstage or something, because the actual geography of New York um, as a you know set of related neighborhoods, um, you know, uh, and actual places with actual meaning uh, is is less. Um, important than New York as an other, right? And you see this in a few ways. One in that there's not necessarily connected geography, right? So one minute she's in Times Square, and then the that's meant to be in continuity with... Um, the The Lower East Side, which is actually very much the experience of um being in the New York New York Casino in Vegas, right um, that you' you walk through the little West Village and then through Times Square um, yeah. and also. You know, just as an aside, um, I, re- I was thinking about the exchange, right? Where uh Cassie says, "I thought Americans didn't do irony." He says, "This is Manhattan. Like, the, like Manhattan's an extremely unironic place. Um, <laughs> you have to go to the right. We 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 saw the belly of the ironic beast in Gossip Girl, and his name is Bushwick. Um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, and, and 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 just like it, it, it's like it was so close and so far away, right? Um, they I wish I actually just kind of wish almost that they would have had him say, yeah, well, this is Staten Island. Like um, I feel like that would have been more interesting because then you're like, oh, is this like Adam, dude? Like you know the tenth member of the Wu Tang Clan? Um, also, also who just leaves an apartment in New York City? Right. Um, nobody. Yeah. That's dope so. Stay, yes, yeah, stay here. Uh, he also, did, he did. Also, yeah. also, what kind of waiter in New York has a one-bedroom apartment anywhere that's like within a um, commuting distance of anywhere in the city? I don't know. I mean, again, I'm trying to hold back the like. This is so unrealistic, uh, New York rant. Yeah,
0: certainly. Uh, I mean, certainly in Manhattan, unless you're talking about like the far reaches of Inwood or something like that, right?
1: yeah but even um, you know even even most parts of of Brooklyn that are um, that someone like Adam would be living in, um, it would be pretty hard. I mean there are you know people with you know professional salaries that have roommates that I know, right um, you know, we're talking, you know. You know, in the thousand-plus month, uh, uh, a thousand-plus dollar a month range uh, for a share, for a two-bedroom share kind of situation. Um, yeah, certainly
0: where they where they seem to live.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. So again, I mean, again, is, I, think I
0: mean, where they seem to live, which is kind of an amalgamation of of Hell's Kitchen and and the Lower East Side or the East Village, and you know. Kind of everywhere and nowhere it's an idea it's a new york of the mind
1: it's a new york of it's it's a it's, uh, trace it's, it's the empire state uh in the mind um yeah. you know uh, and so then what is the role in the empire state of the mind what is the role of the empire state Billy? right we talked a lot about about um the Role of the Empire State Building uh, in Gossip Girl in the last season, season finale, sure. as kind of structuring the the, the space, um, and or actually even like structurating it, right? That actually cre- creating and producing um, the field of action, um, yeah. and and here, in fact, the the geographic space of New York. I mean I guess it's I'll go ahead and answer my own question right it's 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 an icon right that um to say this is definitely not Bristol right yeah uh, it's a,
0: i mean it's like uh it's like a skyline on a t-shirt or a mug or something you know it's like a snow globe
1: um so why the, and it raises the question, again: why go to New York at all? I mean you know why not i guess what it's like the yeah the closest why not go to Canada?
0: oh come on (laughs) (laughs) right like uh from britain you gotta trade up
1: (laughs) you you gotta trade up you you gotta trade up
0: why not go to paris or why not go to you know and what's the meaning yeah the whole fucking thing is sloppy like what's the meaning of this adam guy uh with the improbably large apartment who's improbably generous with it
1: and Um, probably uninterested in boning
0: yeah exactly yeah exactly uh that's um you know uh though at the end i i suppose at the end i do appreciate that with sid anyway they leave the top spinning right
1: yeah they do um they they do um yeah not, not i that said it's not that there's all
0: that much to it uh you know this last uh i i think we have a good let's uh, use this as a platform to get into the last episode yeah
1: uh um, unless there's something else you want to say about uh, No, no. I think that let's let's use this as a way to to talk about um Well, yeah. No, I think let's 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 do this. Right, so in some sense, um actually with the way they they go ahead and end it is um right, so they leave the top spinning in that you don't know if really if he actually looks into the um uh, the 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 restaurant in seas Cassie, Um, in a sense, is actually in some ways similar to each the end of each season of of The Wire, right? That um, in fact, that there's not you know there's some kinds of resolution or there's like small resolutions. Um, and we can talk maybe about the um the uh the Sid Tony. You know, I always loved you the best. Um, interaction. Um, but I think that in a lot of sense, right, especially because the last shot is is Effie, right? It's it's similar to the uh, the Caesar end season ending wire musical montages of uh, this is all con- this all continues, right? You know that people graduate, um, they go, they separate ways, they find each other, um, they they you know that, they li- that yeah, thing- they lose, the things they,
0: end, they lose each other, they find each other, things end, new things, uh, new things begin. You know, right. it's the circle of life. It's the wheel right. of fortune.
1: Right. So, like, like let's let's start fresh with some people for for whom, at least uh, for a subset of them, their main problem is who they're going to bone tonight. Yeah. Um, well, and this, so, like, so let's think about this because this encodes a
0: worldview. You know um, that that seems to kind of uh, that seems to kind of work against skin's purported artistic projects such as it is right the idea of skin's you know at least at least notionally is here's something that is Sociologically realistic, you know what I mean. This is what mm-hmm. these, these fucking teenagers are actually up to these days, you know. Or at least, uh, you know, it has. I, I keep saying kind of farcical aspects. It has kind of overly presentational aspects to it. But um, uh, they are they are dealing with with problems. These these are some of the problems that they're they're dealing with: absent and inadequate parenting, uh, you know, bad schooling, uh, class issues, um, you know, mental illness. That goes untreated, uh, uh, drug abuse that kind of incapacitates them, uh, a sense of disaffection, and um, and things like this. And so the project seems to be, you know, um, and and the kind of determinism that the show operates with seems to be to kind of what uh, be a kind of expose, right? Uh, Kind of reveal these um, uh, the origins of these these social problems, but. by kind of by this kind of a wheel of fortune you know one day you're on top the next day you're hit by a truck that you know then you come back you know school ends there there's another generation of students behind you uh you know the, the season follows season hour follows hour um seems to seems to belong to a slightly different view of the world one that that is less interested in um, the etiology of particular problems One, one that, is, that doesn't consider Particular problems singular uh, But rather as just kind of part of a cycle That repeats um, uh, Where anyone's individual agency is, is more or less powerless To, uh, to Affect uh, to, amel- to ameliorate or even to affect um, uh, You know the larger, the larger society I mean it is, the, it is the wire You know in a certain sense Right.
1: But I think that – but in some ways that kind of brings it back to – I feel like that is consistent with the um, initial uh, artistic project. And I feel like the actual deviation is all the kind of microstructuralism, right? That the structuralism is about cognitive structures and the structures of of individual family units as opposed to the broader structure of these interlocked systems of – of family, school, economy, um, you know, and and sort of, um, you know, the production of, of sexual identity, right? Which are, um, I, you know, I, I think that you see, I mean, I think that when it starts off, it is, it starts off more almost like, a um you know parallel society i mean i remember watching the first and maybe the, like the pilot episode or the first episode and it reminded me very strongly of kids Right, um, of the uh, the ultimate kind of, you know, these these fucking AIDS transmitting whippets doing t- <laughs> pre teenagers, right? Um, that make ev- everything that we have covered in it's this a, show. It's okay, seem- baby. It's me. It's <laughs> Casper. You know, the funny thing is, I've seen that movie for years. Like, that movie, um, I think, is like. At the very high end for me, of like the ratio to which I reference it with uh, over the extent to which I actually remember it. Um.
0: Here's the, here's the <laughs> thing about kids, right? The Larry Clark's camera is is you know is exuberant, and the characters are are really exuberant. I mean, yeah, they're they're you know sort of headed for their own destruction, um, but but I think that that. Destruction is kind of undercut by how much fun uh, it all looks. You know, um, the you know the idea that that uh, even even kind of beating up the guy with skateboards in the park, even you know beating that guy to a, to a bloody pulp. There's so much energy. You know, there's there's so much life that the horror. Uh, uh, that the impression that you're left with is, is less one of, of um, the, the horror of it that, that you get if you mm. kind of consider it dispassionately and more of, of kind of exuberant motion and exuberant uh, young life and skins.
1: Well, I think I think that's, there's an ambivalence, right? That it creates a tension because I think you do feel, I mean, um, or maybe I have a little bit of I a... I just thought it
0: was awesome when they beat that guy up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bet you, I bet you love gummo too, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Julian Donkey Boy is really the the, you know, ultimate expression of that. But yeah, anyway, sorry, go on.
1: Um, um I mean, I think that that I mean, I think that it, it's 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 you're you're meant to have this kind of both reactions, both like, you know, horror or disgust or, you know, actual you know, anxiety about the, about society and kind of a sense of wonder, right? Whereas I feel like, um, and you, you have a little bit of that in the initial project of skins and it crops up at certain points, but then you, you have a little bit also, uh, creeping in of the, you know, what we, the, what we discussed very early on as the after school special syndrome, right? Um, of, and this is not just about the moral message, but I think about the, you know the 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 causes of this and the potential ability to to reach solutions right and there's actually as you're saying you know there's an inconsistency between you know wanting to view this as a set of uh Of of structures, of bigger structures where the wheel keeps turning and kind of smaller structures that's just about people's relationship with their, you know, dad or their absent mother um, or their parents who like just bone all the time in the case of Cassie and so on and so Uh forth. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, the idea of it's funny you say you say like the tracing out the problems and possible solutions. I think implicit in the idea that you can trace out the problems at all is the idea that you could fix them. You know? Yeah. The, the idea that if 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 all the factors are known, then you can uh, then you can adjust fa- factors, which is you know that's a liberal worldview uh, that's about kind of the perfectibility of of man and society. Uh, Whereas the, the, you know, what the sort of conservative worldview, which is that like, you know, there have been fucking teenagers s- since the dawn of civilization and there will be fucking teenagers long after we're all dead and buried, um, uh, uh, seems to be, and, and again, skins, I mean, uh, you know, skin straddles, um, uh, skins uh, kind of straddles the line.
1: Um, should we should we talk about uh coffin heisting? Uh or Yeah, is- I thought they were pulling their punches with
0: that. I thought the coffin should have they should have gone off the edge into a, into a lake or something, right? Given given the uh the show's propensity to to put cars into bo- bodies of water uh <laughs> at the you know, at the beach and in the very first episode. Like I think Chris should have gotten a, a burial at sea
1: um right uh, a a true a true viking funeral um yeah i mean that's an interesting it's an interesting uh uh set of scenes because it ultimately kind of really adds up to almost almost nothing right um
0: yeah it, you they, know it, they do it there are no consequences they they return the body. Well, I mean, one of the things. Well, like, I
1: mean, in some ways, it encapsulates the entire two uh, seasons of the show, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of running around, a lot a lot of tension. People like spend times together and work out their issues, um, and yet, you know, it just kind of uh, ultimately the bodies end up where they were supposed to be, right? Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I, I mean, it, and that's exactly it. It's the the thing is, it's a story thing about about Tony and and Sid. Um, it's about their relationship really far more than it is uh about chris
1: right yes. which uh, is interesting actually right it's a talk about a really interesting you know we talked a few episodes ago about um homosociality right and um and you know that the general theory of that yeah this is, uh, this, this, is of,
0: this is sort of necrosociality
1: yeah exactly right that and, and that's actually a really um interesting point right so that Um, and, and, and of course this, uh, this is the case, but I think that this, uh, you know, the coffin heist puts us in relief that, right, that in some sense, what a funeral does is a funeral is about the, actually, in some sense, about the relationship between the people, um, celebrating... Well, this,
0: this, yeah, this funeral right. is definitely, like, Chris's dad uses it as a, you know, um, as a chance to kind of spin the story of his son's death a little bit, you know what I mean? To kind of delineate among or to, to uh, you know, exclude, exclude the, the right. junky kids in order to, to, uh, to kind of re-narrativize his, his uh, son's life as someone who was you know, essentially upstanding but got, uh, but sort of fell in with the wrong crowd.
1: Well, right, but it's also, it's a way, right, you know, just the, the, the act of, uh, you know, who's invited to a funeral, um, you know, it, both in this specific setting and more generally, you know, it says it defines the group of these are the people who were in this person's life, right? And we were defined in some sense as a common unit, even if they were part of separate units, you know, that we kind of have... Um, By this person, but ultimately, at least in this particular setting, is is with each other, right? And then, so you know, it's similar to in the way that the idea of homosexuality uses the competition, um, you know, between a uh, you know between two men for the attention of a woman, uh, as about um, you know desire for. you know, between between men, um, in sense like you know, the relationship with the dead represents something about the sort of desire and the desire for for uh, for a relationship between the living, right? Um, yeah.
0: Well, and the, I mean, the, the, there's a sense. It- the the funeral the the down the hill funeral is is for the father really and the up the hill funeral you get a sense is for chris or at least the, the guiding principle is what what really would chris have wanted you know with Jal... Jow- you know, shouting down the other funeral, telling the story of this person, Chris. Uh, Chris liked, and then the, um, the fireworks, the right? Fireworks, right? And then, you know, like, who are we? You know, who are we responsible to when we kind of send each other off? You know, uh, wh- who are we responsible to when when things come to an end? Um, what What is the criterion by by which we ought to make decisions about? kind of passages from one thing to another uh
1: and, and so that for me raises the question who are we responsible to as we pass from skins to gossip girl <laughs> as we
0: as we uh, kind of experience our own rebirth
1: <laughs> what everyone's yeah I, i'm sure, do you. do you have your dragon tattoo um uh, ready for
0: <laughs> my uh yeah my um my map stamp i um yeah, I'm. I'm curious what our listeners thought of th- of summer school. You know, it was it was sort of interesting, wasn't it?
1: I think that uh, uh, a lot of listeners did not make it to the final exam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're back to uh, we're back to Gossip Girl and Glee. You know, next time, right?
1: Yeah, and I, although I, I think that you know, overall, both. Uh, you know, I think overall the the. Um, summer school experience was was a positive one you know it kept us um recording the podcast uh it it kept us off the streets
0: you know (laughs) (laughs) summer school as well i mean we weren't out getting into getting into
1: trouble i know know, we weren't just uh you know randomly uh uh analyzing uh, actual actual social interactions right right because because real real sociology is extremely dangerous (laughs) i mean you got to be
0: gang leader for a day you know as a fucking
1: pussy. Overrated. Overrated. Overrated horse shit.
0: Um, <laughs> Sudir, Sudir Vankatesh is you, you overrated.
1: Heard, you, yeah, you heard it here first. Um, starting to beef with Sudir Vankatesh.
0: <laughs> Sudir Vankatesh, these fucking teenagers is calling you out. Come on our show. Watch some Gossip Girl. and watch, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, you know
1: like, I want to see, see you be a teenager for a day. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, you, can, you can dole out the mouth shots, you know, as the conciliary to the head of a gang in a, in a Chicago high-rise. But, you know, can you watch Gossip Girl every week for a year and uh, find something to say about it?
1: <laughs> Studio, we are calling you out. Come on in here and uh, step into the ring, <laughs> Um
0: Well, uh... All right, there you go. Let's <laughs> that's, let's that's set me. off the fireworks. Yeah, let's um, set up, let's set off the uh the the podcast fireworks. So uh hey, we're st- we're starting. Um if you want to send us uh some reading responses you, you can. It's uh com or call or text 203-285-6401. I I always forget to to read and play the listener responses, but we'll we'll get to them and you know, Once we get a critical mass of them Um, next week is uh, next week is Gossip Girl. Following week is Gossip Girl and Glee. So we are uh, we are back uh, to it. You know, Uh, it's not just Chris. These fucking teenagers are dead. Long live these fucking teenagers. teenagers.